find where I fit in, believe me Life ain't no game and nothing good comes freely I done learned the hard way, burns and you turns up I done seen the hard days, learn from my mistakes What mama told me, just hit the pause play We don't rewind, gotta let God set the pace, set the race Call the shots It's hard knowing that you hot when you stuck up on the block Come on. Knowing you can cook but can't afford the pot Told me that he loved me, never got a rock When I found Nas, found Biggie, found Pop Around the same time when my father got locked And then he moved away and left my mom with a knot A knot in a heart that hasn't yes. yet left yes. And it's a safe bet, she okay. lost all her respect I still love you, Dad Taking all that you've given me And I'm still standing Years ago, I ain't have a pot to piss on. Tell hey. me something that's a real story. What's up, world? Happy Tuesday, May 24th. Hit your girl, D, and my co-host. Sparky. That's right, that's right. And together, we bring to you the Corporate Climb Show, streaming new episodes every Tuesday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major podcast platforms. <laughs> that's right. I'm talking Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Castro, Podcast Addicts, Player FM, what? Deezer, what? you name it, we're probably on it. I just got the list of stuff that we're on that Crazy. we've been getting added to the Crazy. roster, and it's insane. Crazy. There's like a, a scroll of stuff we're on at this point, and I'm so excited. Sparky, tell them yes. what countries we're reaching. Tell them, baby. I'm so excited for the news. We got to say what's up to Mexico. We got to say what's up to the Philippines. What's up, Czechoslovakia? What's up, India? What's up, the United States? That's right. What's up, Puerto Rico? What's up, world? Yes, we are all over the globe every week. There is new, new records. There is new streaming records every week. The saga doesn't stop. D, we yes. are up 52% from it. last month. I know month. It. I feel whoop, it. That whoop. energy is crazy. That energy is crazy, Sparky. What's up, Mexico? What's up, Czechoslovakia? Wow, wow. That is something I never thought I would say. I, I, I never thought... In a matter of months, we'd be here, Sparky. What a blessing. I feel blessed. I feel excited. I feel all these emotions that I don't even know how to describe right now. But I do know I'm keeping my promise to everyone. This is season two. Jersey. Can't stop. Won't stop. Jersey. Let's get right into it. Daphne. The Celeste. Oh, stick you. <laughs>
Oh, God. <laughs> Sparky, there was... <laughs> there is no way I was going to let the listeners sit through the next two more minutes of that record. Respectfully to the artist behind that record that came out in the early 2000s, that is certainly not one of my favorite records. But as promised, I told you I would be providing you music from New Jersey artists all season two. And there you have it. Daphne and Celeste. Ooh, stick you to. You know what, Sparks? I have a little bit of an issue with the cover art of that record. And I'm just going to put it out there because this is my podcast. This is our podcast. And I can, it's a free country. I can voice my own opinion. So I'm watching the music video because I do do my homework. I don't put just music out there. I'm watching the music video. I'm checking out like all like the, you know, the camera, the panning, the colors, you know. And then I'm looking at the cover art of the record. And I'm noticing that their target audience is clearly young kids, right? Middle school, elementary school, maybe, maybe, possibly high school, maybe, right? It's very poppy, target audience is children. And the lyrics behind this record is very bullish, bullyish music. It's making fun of people. It's talking about, oh, stick you to your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your auntie, your grandma, your pop pop, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, while it's funny, it's like, it's mean. It's so mean. So I think back to when the song was produced and it was out into the world. And then the generation that soaked this up and what came from it 10, 15 years later. And I'm not blaming the record at all for the bullying that's going on today in the world. And that was really big, you know, a few years ago, five, six, seven years ago in the schools. You know, there was a lot of, I don't know if people can recall this, but remember a few years ago, there was a lot of bullying going on in the schools. I don't know if that still exists. I'd have to ask my my friends who are parents of elementary school kids at this point, but bullying still exists from what I understand in schools, but it was really, really big at one point a few years back. And I couldn't help but wonder, I always say that small things add up to the biggest things, right? So if you put a bunch of small things in a bucket, they start off as, it's just small, like little droplets of water. And at first it's just droplets of water. The bucket is light. You pick it up, you can still hold it, you can still hold it. But the more you fill that bucket with small things, it gets heavier and heavier and heavier until the point where you you need someone else to help you pick it up, right? Small things make larger issues. So I wonder, this music that we've put in our, our youth's mind, right? And even today, it's still probably relevant just with a different beat, different artists, different titles of music, different content, right? It all is still relevant. What we're feeding, we're putting in this little bucket, these little things are adding up to these massive, massive social issues. And I'm just wondering, I'm just putting it out there. Was this one song a little bit of a droplet in a bucket that added to the big issue of bullying in the in the schools? And, you know, ultimately... That generation is now working, all right, and, and stepping into work and working. And we're seeing a lot of workplace bullying now that's going on. You know, it's happening all the time. Bullying in the workplace is real. It's very real. A lot of people don't realize often that they are bullying or they're, they're the bullies, right? But they truly are. They don't even realize it. You know, it's what they're saying. You know, when they're cracking jokes, they find themselves cracking jokes at work that they may find funny but are truly not that funny, it's bullying, right? And it's so real. It was real in school when we were growing up as kids. And it's as real as day, as real as day comes in the workplace today. 
And I couldn't help but wonder when I was listening to this record and really studying the lyrics and watching the video and seeing who this video was catering to, that target audience, like, wow, was this just added to the bucket that just got heavier and heavier to the point where it just overflowed and became too, too heavy to carry alone, right? And I, I don't know if that's making sense to people listening, but it makes sense to me. Uh, and I just wonder, like, you know, we got to be careful. We got to, you got to be careful. You know, you got to watch. My grandma used to say, my mom used to say, watch your mouth, watch your words, because they matter. They matter. Watch that mouth. <laughs> as, as I get older, you know, some of the stuff that my, my grandmother and my mom used to say, I used to roll my eyes at, I find myself, you know, <laughs> just thinking about now going, hmm, now I get it. You know, I definitely get it. But there you have it. Jersey record played for you as promised. But today's artist is not going to be that artist played. I want to focus on an artist out of Galloway, New Jersey. Some of you may know her and some of you don't. She was discovered on TikTok in 2019. Now, I am not of the TikTok user, you know, population. I don't have TikTok. I downloaded it. I don't even think I've made a username. If I did, it is not active. I probably like connected it via Google and never used it. Don't know how to use it, admittedly. I don't come from that generation. I come from the generation. I'm telling my age here, but that's okay. My generation, I come from the generation where we had Facebook, but when Facebook came out for us, I might be taking some of you back and you're gonna be like, what? I don't remember that at all. And some of you are gonna be like, yeah, I remember those days. When I got a Facebook, you couldn't have Facebook unless you had a college email address. You could not register for Facebook when I got Facebook unless you had an at a college domain.edu account. It was the biggest deal, the biggest deal when I got accepted into college. I could not wait. I couldn't wait, not just to get accepted into college, but to like choose the college I was going to, tell the college I was going, and then I couldn't wait for that email or that, that, that letter in the mail that gave me my college username and password not so I can log in and choose my classes and all that kind of stuff. No, screw that. I couldn't wait to get, I went to Scranton my first year. So that at scranton.edu email account. So I could set up my Facebook. I was so excited to be a part of this exclusive, exclusive group of people that had access to this new network. It was awesome. And then somewhere right after graduation, I can't remember how far after graduation, everyone and their mother literally got access to Facebook. And now it's like, I cannot get away from people. I swore I would never talk to again. And it's actually kind of nice because I talk to people now that I never thought I would be connected to after high school. But you know, sometimes it's like, oh my goodness, you thought that you would only see these people at like your high school reunion. And now there's really no need to even go to your high school reunions because it's like you never lost contact with these people because of Facebook. But I remember the days when Facebook the only way you could register and have an account is when you had an at university college email address. That was it. Some of you remember it. Some of you were like, what? That is insane. It actually happened. It was an exclusive group. You could not register for Facebook unless you had a college account. Going back to what I was saying, we are going to focus on an artist today from Galloway, New Jersey, 
who was found on TikTok in 2019. Some of you know her and some of you don't. Her name is Nessa Barrett. N-E-S-S-A-B-A-R-R-E-T-T. She grew up in Galloway Township, New Jersey. She has this musical influence from folks like the Arctic Monkeys, Lana Del Rey, Melanie Martinez, and the neighborhood. Those are some of her influences. Now, you know I listen to the music before I play the music on my show. She reminds me of like the new age JoJo. Some of you remember JoJo, some of you don't. She did that, that get out right now, it's the end of you and me. That, cool. Some of you know what I'm talking about, some of you don't, that's cool. If you don't know JoJo, J-O-J-O, check out her music. She's awesome, she's still doing music today. Not from New Jersey, I think she's from Massachusetts. Anyway, going back to Nessa. Nessa is awesome. Kind of reminds me of JoJo, but she's a little darker than JoJo. Much darker than JoJo. And I'm not talking skin color. I'm talking content. I'm talking lyrically. The stuff that she's putting out there is a little bit darker. It's a little bit deeper, but it's real. It's so real. And I want to play for you this record that she put out in about 2021, I believe. 2021. And it's going to tie into what we're going to talk about today at the show. But I want to play the record for you first. I want you to listen to it very closely. We'll break down the lyrics after kind of going back to what we were doing in season one. Play the music, break down the lyrics, loop it into the content of the show. And then we will rock on and carry out a conversation. So here it is. If I were you, I would be more confident. You're lucky that you're pretty why you obsessed with your appearance. I don't want to hear it. You're fine. It's been my best kept secret for a while now No one ever sees it but it's all around It's the dinner conversation no one talks about Don't know how much longer I can keep this down Yeah. 
pretty way you're obsessed With your appearance, I don't wanna hear it, you're fine Yes, yes, that was Nessa Barrett dying on the inside. Woman straight out of Galloway Township, New Jersey. And correction, the song was released earlier this year in 2022. We're going to take you back like we did in season one where we break down the lyrics of the song because there is a purpose to this program. So here it goes. She says, you should take it as a compliment. If I were you, I would be more confident. You're lucky that you're pretty. Why are you obsessed with your appearance? I don't want to hear it. You're fine. It's been my best kept secret for a while now. No one ever sees it, but it's all around. It's the dinner conversation no one talks about. Don't know how much longer I can keep this down. Beauty is a knife I've been holding by the blade, swallowing my pride so I won't eat anything. It's all a lie. Honestly, it's eating me alive. They're all like, did you change your hair? Did you lose a little weight? You should keep it up because it really looks great. I hate that I always look my best when I'm dying on the inside. Oof. I'll go a little bit further. I wish I could break the mirror. That makes me feel like I should fucking disappear and drown my demons in a bathtub filled with tears. No matter what I try, they always seem to come back to life. What if I didn't do this to my body? What if I quit and then you don't want me? The dinner conversations no one talks about. Don't know how much longer I can keep this down. Beauty is a knife I've been holding by the blade, swallowing my pride so I won't eat anything. It's all a lie. Honestly, it's eating me alive. They're all like, did you change your hair? Did you lose a little weight? You should keep it up because it really looks great. I hate that I always look my best when I'm dying on the inside. Wow. Wow. Isn't that something? Everyone's always like, did you do your hair? What'd you do to your hair? Did you lose weight? Oh my God, you look great. Keep it up, keep it up. And sometimes, maybe for some of you listening, it's all the time. Those compliments seem to come around when you're doing the worst things to yourself. When you're on the world's worst diet and you're starving. When you're dyed your hair because you just got out of the world's most toxic relationship and you just wanted to do something different because you just wanted to erase that person you were during that horrible time in your life. And you're going through something inside so personal and so scary and so hard and just so awful. But on the outside, everyone's like, you look great, you should keep it up. And you're like, why is everybody telling me I look awesome? when this is the worst I've ever felt. And it's like reverse, it's like, you know, negative reinforcement or whatever, because it's like, okay, I'm gonna keep doing all this bad stuff to myself because from the outside looking in, everyone's giving me a kudos, so I might as well keep going down this horrible, negative disaster of a roller coaster of horrible dieting and over-exercising 
and just dyeing my hair until I damage it so much because of bleach that I just have to shave it all off and all this kind of stuff because everyone's telling me to keep it up because you look great. Meanwhile, your insides are screaming. Wow. I don't know about you, but I know for me, I definitely can relate to that. There was a point in my life, there was a period in my life, I should say, where I was very, very thin. And everyone was like, you look great, keep it up. And I'm like, thanks. So I just kept going and I kept going and I just kept doing the same old crap to my body. I was probably doing like two hours of cardio a day and I was not eating a droplet of carbohydrates. And everyone was like, you look great, keep going, keep going, keep going. And I'd probably gotten down somewhere like south of like 110 pounds, probably lesser than that. The lowest I've ever weighed in my life was 101 pounds. And that was my senior year of high school. Um, we can talk about that in a later episode because that's a story in itself. And um, you look great, you look great, you look great. And, uh, you know, I, I kept that going. But looking back, it was like the worst, it was like the worst thing I could have done for my body. But on the outside, everyone's like, you look great, you look great. And it's like, what are we telling our kids, right? Like, what are we telling, the, you know, the, the, our emerging leaders? Like, what about, you look great, you look great, you keep going. Instead of just assuming and, and, and putting our thoughts on somebody, our, our assumed thoughts. Maybe there is a, a, a better way we can approach things when we see people going through changes or when we see someone doesn't look the way they used to look, right? And that's kind of the, well, that is the topic of this show today. I want to give you guys some food for thought here. Give you a, a, a scenario. Employee walks into work. They don't look like they usually do. Something looks different. So you walk up to this employee and they just look different. Attitude hasn't shifted. They just physically look different. Something looks different about them. And you say, hey, are you okay? And they look at you. And they kind of have this look of shock. Like, uh, yeah, I'm fine. Good morning to you too. You're like, oh, you sure? And they tell you again. Yeah, I'm fine. Why? And you say, oh, I don't know. You just look different. And their response is, um, yeah, uh, I just didn't wear, put on eyeliner this morning, but outside of that, I'm great. Actually, this is the best I felt in a while. I got eight hours of sleep last night. You know, my kids are away at camp. My husband's on a trip. Got the house to myself. My girlfriends came over last night. I feel great. I just didn't feel like wearing makeup today. They go to their office. They close the door. What you don't realize is that that person looks in the mirror and they start to question their own beauty because of one simple question that you asked that was super insensitive. Are you okay? All because they look different than what you regular see them as. So I want to take a step back for a second because this happens more frequently than you probably realize when it comes to women, right? Um, and, and, and more relevant today when it comes to just people in general, because it's not just women who wear makeup, right? It's a lot of people wear makeup now because they feel like it enhances their appearance. But let me just break down to our audience that doesn't wear makeup. As someone who does wear makeup, let me just tell you the process of applying makeup in the morning. Okay. Let me just tell you, I just want to walk you through my morning routine. My alarm goes off at 4 45 5 a.m 
I snooze till about 5.05, the latest most mornings, especially on the mornings that I have to commute to work because my commute is between 60, 70, and 80 minutes right now. And so I get up and I take a very long shower. My showers are typically anywhere north of about 15, 20, sometimes 30 minutes. It really depends on my mood. Depends on if I have to wash my hair and all that kind of stuff too. Then I get out the shower. I dry myself and I pick up my clothes. If I didn't pick them out the night before, I put the lotion on my body, all that kind of stuff. I put the conditioner under my eyes because I, I wear my bags kind of heavy under my eyes. Put the conditioner under my eyes, try and tone that out. Put my clothes on. If I have to iron, then I iron my shirt, blah, 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 right? Spray. I'm walking you through my morning routine because I want you to walk through this experience with me. There is a purpose for this program. Spray myself with my perfume, depending on the weather, if it's going to be sunny out, maybe it's a little sweet, it's going to be a little cold out, maybe it's a little bit musky, right? It depends on the season. That's a little bit of a two-minute decision, maybe less than that. Clean my ears, brush my teeth, blah, blah, blah. Do my hair. My hair takes me anywhere between 5 and 15, 20 minutes if I'm wearing it curly. If I'm straightening my hair... That procedure takes me an hour and an hour and a half. And typically I do it the night before, but if I do it in the morning, my alarm is going to go off somewhere of about four o'clock in the morning. And then I have to get up no later than 4.15 to be on time for work. Okay. So just put that into perspective too. It's very hard when you are mindful of your physical appearance, right? The appearance that you put on, that representative that you have put on to your coworkers, right? This, this person, this facade, this professional that you want everyone to see that you are Monday through Friday, that person is not the person that wakes up with you immediately outside of the bed. That is a, that is a made up person. That is a dolled up person. Let's be honest. Okay. That person takes a while to be put together in the morning and it ain't five minutes. So we're going back to the hair. Do the hair, make sure we're okay, hairspray, gel, whatever it may be, get the, get the you know, sprays all in there. And then I go to my makeup. I pick out my makeup because my makeup has to kind of coordinate with my clothes. If I'm doing the little eyeshadow, whatever, whatever, I tone out my skin, blah, blah, blah. Okay, have to pick the toners, depends on the weather, depends on how much SPF I want, blah, blah, blah. That's a whole process, Okay. Depending on how my eyebrows are looking, I might have to tone my eyebrows up. You know, if I just got my eyebrows down, I don't have to tone my eyebrows up. But if I, my eyebrows are running over a week, week and a half past due, looking a little bushy, I might have to line them up a little bit. That's a little task, okay? Then you do your eye, your, you know, your eye color and your mascara. And if you don't have eyelashes, then you do your eye line, your, your, your mascara, right? But if you have eyelashes and you got to clean your eyelashes and that takes a while because that's, a, you got to be delicate. And then your blush and you got to choose what kind of blush you want. And then your lipstick, blah, 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 blah. I just walked you through a morning routine in literally three to five minutes. Some of you were probably exhausted listening to me. Now try actually doing that, physically going through those motions in the morning. Mm-mm. All right. Gee. Putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. And then going back to that case scenario that I just told you about four to five minutes ago. Dude, that is exhausting. Oh my God. The stuff that people do that care about what people think. Mm -hmm. The stuff that people do that care about what people think. Yes. 
is exhausting. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Wow. Yes, remember, I was raised, always look good. Because if you look good, you feel good. And if you feel good, then in part, you could do what, guys? Then you're likely to do good, right? So when I get up in the morning, I go through this process. Now, I would like to straighten my hair every morning because when I straighten my hair, I tend to feel much better about myself because I feel like I look way better with straight hair. But to be honest, it's an hour process. So my my job will only see that version of me a few times out the year, uh, unless there is like a reason for the season and I am just full of energy because that's exhausting. But I wish I can be that representative all the time because I love how that that character makes me feel. And I it just my I'm just like, whoo, I feel powerful, right? But go but I can't do that all the time because I told you the process, right? Then I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning and you know, then I'm like uh, kind of groggy and it takes me a while to go to sleep at night. So that that's not, you, you gotta pick your battles, right? But going back to the example that I was talking about where the woman walks into work and her coworker says, you know, are you okay? And she's like, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, and, and then and she's like, well, I just chose not to wear eyeliner today. And then she's like, oh, but she actually on the inside, she was like perfectly fine. But when she goes back to her office, she looks in the mirror and then she starts to question, God, should I wear eyeliner moving forward every day because am I ugly I mean was I, am I supposed to it was just one day like so I wanted I share that story with you guys and I know this is a, is a very short podcast but it's just to get you thinking about watching what you say to people and being mindful of how you approach somebody if they may not look how you're used to them looking because Maybe they just didn't feel like doing their full shebang in the morning, or maybe they just couldn't sleep the night before. But let somebody tell you that. Don't force them to tell you that. If somebody feels like telling you they're tired or they, you know, had an argument with their spouse or they're them and their best friend are at odds or work is just stressful and, you know, they, you know, they don't have a good poker face. Don't take it amongst yourself to feel like you're their work bestie and that they can confide in you and they can trust you with their, their, their darkest secrets, right? Remember, you're just their coworker. Respectfully, you are just their coworker. When they go home, nine times out of 10, they're probably not thinking about you. And if they are thinking about you, well, respectfully, if you're that person thinking about your coworker when you go home, uh, take up yoga or something because you, you got to learn that work-life balance is critical. That work-life balance is critical. I got to tell myself this all the time. Scott reminds me, listen, I'm sure sometimes he's tired of me bringing work home too. We're all guilty of it, but we got to find that balance, right? When you leave work, try and turn it off. Going back to what I'm talking about. Don't take it amongst yourself to be the person that unlocks that door. Find a better way to approach a person if you feel like something may be wrong without saying, hey, are you okay, right? Because maybe they just really didn't feel like going through that whole spiel I told you about. Maybe they skipped that step. You know, maybe they chose to go to Starbucks over putting on their eyelashes, you know, let it be, let them be the one to tell you that. So here you go. If you see someone who doesn't look like they normally do in the morning or whenever you see them at work or even in life, just walk up to them and say, Hey, how are you? Keep it positive. Keep the energy positive. That how are you will open up the box of conversation. If they feel like letting you into the, letting you into their world, how are you? is the the doorway of entry that's you opening the door for conversation if they choose to follow up with eh, i'm okay if you see them leaning in to step into that door you can then say what do you mean you're okay you want to talk 
If they say, yeah, well, dot, 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 then you're good to go. If they say, nah, not really, you know, I get to walk away. If they, if they step back from that, walk away. Let them come to you. But don't overstep and assume. Don't assume because somebody doesn't look like they usually look that they're having a bad day. And then go and say, are you okay? Hey, are you okay? Don't start the conversation off like that. Don't start the conversation off with negative energy ever. Because I told you, you are what you speak. Your negative energy will feed and attract negative things. So just put that positiveness out in the air at all times. Hey, how are you? Even if they look like crap. Don't give them back crap if they look like crap. If someone looks like crap, give them back goodness. You want to spruce up the crap. Make the crap less stinky. I don't know if that's possible, but do your best. You know, spray some poopery on the, on the poo-poo, okay? Just give it a little bit of a, a spritzer, if you will. But don't add to the crap. You know, make it, make it smell a little better. See what I'm saying? So I just want you to think about that because if you just walk up to someone who may not be looking their best and say, are you okay? And everything is fine. They're going to go back in their private times and start to question things that you wouldn't even thought they would be questioning all because you asked three words. Are you okay? Those three words can send someone down a rabbit hole. So this show is all about just what? Creating that awareness to all of my emerging leaders, to my leaders that have been leaders for a long time. You know, sometimes we've been in leadership for so long, we forget. We're, we're so over, we're overwhelmed with our work and just so focused on what our needs are that we forget other people's needs. And, you know, we just unconsciously say stuff and do stuff. And we're like, eh, because we're so focused on the task at hand, we forget the person sometimes. And it, it, it listen, happens. So practice mindfulness. It's okay. We're human. We make mistakes. But hopefully you will continue the rest of your work week being a little bit more mindful instead of asking someone, hey, are you okay? Just say, hey, how are you? And let them take control of that conversation. If someone feels like letting you in into their lives, they will. If they don't feel like letting you in their lives, then they won't. And you got to just take that and walk away with it. Not everyone is going to be your friend at the workplace. In fact, most people will not be your friend at the workplace. You are lucky to meet one or two friends at work during your entire career. And that's quite all right. So just, hey, how are you? Not, hey, are you okay? Just keep practicing that. Hey, how are you? Versus, hey, are you okay? Just how are you? And let them take over the conversation from there. That's my time here on the Corporate Climb Show. It was a pleasure, as always, speaking with you today. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed Nessa Barrett. We will be back next week with a new episode. Sparky, yes. take us out of here. All right, all right, all right. Hey, everyone, what's up? It's me, Sparky. Thank you so much for listening to us this week on the Corporate Climb Show. Hey, if you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter, at the Corp Climb. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Check out our LinkedIn page. And we also have a website where you can check out all of our latest episodes if you miss one, www.thecorporateclimbshow. Again, it's www.thecorporateclimbshow. Big shout out to our partners, HRMA of Princeton and the Garden State Council of Sherm. Until next week, see ya! Write and I quote, it's just words on a note But these words give me hope that I'll grow and I'll blow And I'll get better with time And I'll age like fine wine as I sign the dotted line Taking all that you've given me